Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Tuesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is July 5th. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing all right. You know, uh, long weekend. Uh, Holiday kind of a, here in the United States. Could America. have been a better day yesterday. Uh, Why? You know, eh, that shooting stuff, uh, which yeah. is growing very tiresome, happened uh, right next to my hometown. So okay. that's uh, scary. It's uh, pretty stupid when you think about think about everything and context of everything. So I uh, I'm a I'm a bit frustrated with uh, with, with legislation and, and politics these days. Oh, all right, there we go. Uh, this is a delayed. Yeah, it honestly that that shooting stuff. The way you characterize it is yeah, it's pretty sad how flippant and consistent and constant that feels right now and the fact that i like honestly am not only even country. caught up on the story because like you know only country so... in the world that there's uh there's <laughs> pr this problem um only country in the world that allows assault rifles to be be purchased and you know just yeah. fucking dumb <laughs> yeah so just as an order of scheduling the holiday weekend you know, we, we're off to Scotland on Friday night. We're going to be doing lots of podcasts from there. This holiday weekend, we're pushing this to a Tuesday, Thursday week. It will not be a three-episode week. Um, this is going to react to this past weekend. Uh, golf, this upcoming schedule for the week. It's just jammed. There's, too mu there's so much coming at us. We have McManus Pro-Am thing going on right now. We have, you know, the only, the the only man that can unite the world of we golf. Barbasol, according to Graham McDowell. <laughs> um, uh, so there's, a, so we'll do a Thursday show that'll be midday, kind of checking in. I'm sure a bunch of players will have, have, you know, been talking shit to each other, you know, back and forth, lobbing grenades at each other in the press. Uh, verbal grenades in the press, like, is continues to be happening on the hour right now. Uh, so we'll do that on Thursday. Then we'll be back with the Sunday night from Scotland, uh, recapping the Scottish Open and whatever else and jumping into the Open. So that's kind of where we're going the next There's Probably some stuff on weeks. Instagram before that. So, you know, if you don't follow the Shotgun Start on Instagram, go over there. Yeah, we'll do, have a little fun. We're off to uh, Scot Scotland Summer School, I think is what we're calling it. So we're staying in an actual dorm for the open championship so that'll be nice we'll see is it shared bathroom facilities and suite we'll figure it out when we get there figure out all i know is we've got a great location can see like the smoking bridge basically from our accommodations but we'll figure it out when we get there a lot of things we're gonna have to figure out when we get there but we have yeah transportation Scots. yeah <laughs> tea times Lodging Lost. occasionally. We have a UK golf guy. We got to shout him out. He's just been yeah. an absolute saint. He is a machine. Looking over us. Angel just, on our Just <laughs> taking just, care of us on a lot of stuff. I have no so. clue what's going on. <laughs> you do not. I can tell you that. I can confirm. You do not. I'm going to get you there. We're going to play. Um, 
What's like the inland? What's where they've had the you know the Loch Lomond Scottish Open where they used to have it? Yeah, That's, we're yeah. playing there when we land. We're, we're going to stay all. Are inland, we going to jump across the, jump across the the sea to play the K Club? All the rider. <laughs> we're playing all the Ryder Cup venues. All you, the shitty. We rider. could be. You don't even know what's happening. I could have. I you know. Up. I got a general right. idea all of right. what's going all on. Right. All right. Bring your, bring your coat and tie. Is all I'll say. For uh, the first thing. All right. I got to go to the dry cleaner today. <laughs> put it on my to-do list right now. All right. Let's get back. Let's get to the weekend that was in golf. Um, I think we're not going to, you know, look, we're a couple days out. It's Tuesday morning here in the United States. Live Portland. Any reactions? We did a podcast with Garrett Morrison on the Friday. You did a podcast with Garrett Morrison. He was out there all weekend. On the ground insights. Real insights. I think trying to be fair and accurate about what he actually saw what's a joke what might be real uh, i would commend you to go listen to that the fried egg podcast when it's out from someone who was actually there um i'll say i watched this saturday night uh i was you know a little overwhelmed this weekend with you know a little sick and watching the kids but i, I locked in for this saturday night the last hour hour and a half i watched What'd nothing of it friday um were you disappointed in smash and their performance. I don't couldn't tell you who's on Smash. I, the Smash is Brooks, right? No. Yeah, yes. I think Smash. Uh, and I don't know where they landed on the leaderboard. But that said. There were six right in the middle of the pack. It felt like a little bit of a competition towards the end. Um, I'm not, you know, look, we came in pretty hot on Live last Wednesday. Uh, it felt like, and that's not to excuse the first 50 holes or so, but I'd say the last hour felt like guys were maybe playing, trying their best. And by guys, I mean like three, Brandon Grace, Patrick Reed, uh, and whoever else. But Carlos Ortiz. Yeah, Carlos Ortiz. uh, Is that wrong? It felt like the golf was like a little bit primary for a second. (laughs) when When you get legit players like they have now, I mean... Liv could not get another player, and it would be a legitimate competition almost week in, week out. They have, they have the fabric. You really feel like that? Yeah, uh, they have the uh, fabric of like a a middling PGA Tour field where you have journeymen and you have, <laughs> uh, you know, top flight stars. I, I, like I just, how many are trying? How many are actually good? Anymore? I think they're like all Pat trying. Perez, okay, they're try They're playing for four million dollars. It's okay. an absurd, obscene amount of money. I I talked about this with Garrett, but when you think about Brendan Grace and Brandon, Brandon, Brandon sorry. Don't get, don't, that, that confused. Brandon, Brandon Grace. I, it, weren't they ch- chanting the wrong name? No, they were chanting the Let's Go Brandon, which I think was a double entendre, not intended to really be pushing Mr. Grace along across the finish line. I think that was, had a double purpose. Anyway, um, Brandon Grace, you know, in his career has made something around like twenty five, thirty million dollars, right? Yeah, across both tours. Yeah, when you when you do the math here, you make four million dollars. Um, like if I said to you, "Hey, I'm going to give you ten percent over ten, fifteen percent bonus out of out of the blue of your lifetime earnings," you'd be like, oh, "This is this is unbelievable." This is what a great surprise, like what a great day. So like when you're playing for that obscene amount of money, 
yeah, you're going to get super competitive about it. Think about they, like but think about if it was paid a money. up front a ton of but money think about and they're this, getting guaranteed money. Think about, and there are, a lot of them are washed up and like I, think about playing a money game for this amount of money. It would be sure. really intense. Yep. So that's yeah, it's going to be a competition. They're playing for so much money that when it when the cards are down and you're in in it, you know, I think what happens what's going to happen with these is you're going to see a lot of guys play like shit. You know, and they know they don't have it in a given week, and then they mail it in. It feels right, like they are, there's definitely an element of that happening. They aren't going to be grinding on the range till yeah. like you're not going to see Bryson beating balls till midnight. I I will say though, like with the small field, you shoot a 64 on Sunday, you're going to move way up, Makes right? Some real cash, yeah. and yeah, you're going to make. I I mean, you make like three quarters of a million dollars for just like. Finishing what six fifth? Phil went seventy five, seventy five, seventy six. He's the high flyers are a disaster, absolute <laughs> disaster. And I, I blame Phil. I think he's you know team constructions. What? <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I mean this this whole thing is it it's working. I think it's I. <sighs> Two events in, this was a real competition. You can see how the team element works. Uh, can you can you? see, yeah, I do. Can you I in think action, it, like when it's yeah, okay. When when especially when the teams are set next year, when they have more players, they aren't getting less players. There's more yeah. players coming after the open. Paul Casey committed during the tournament. There's probably more before the next tournament after the open championship. People wanting to, you know, cowards that want to not get blamed um <sighs> then there's way more coming after the fedex cup pays out once once guys get their you would think. You want to talk about duplicitous yeah guys are going to get their fedex cup play uh, payout and then double dip and get their live payout so that will happen before rich harvest farms and as more and more guys go listen i i just as soon as the ball was teed up in london this thing felt like it was kind of over for the PGA tour. And I kind of, I, I keep every over time in terms they play of stopping it or something. Yeah. Like so yeah. stopping it. And I think this is going to become, I, you know, you listen to Garrett talk about the fan experience and, and just the event. And this is somebody like I can, I can assure you Garrett went in there feeling more negative than almost any human being could towards live. And, and, um, he went in there and I mean, he, he, I think, you know, not to the cliff notes of it is, you know, he came away really impressed with the tournament, the operations and, and, uh, pessimistic on, on the future of the PGA tour and their ability to hold on to superstars. Um, like this is just the, the error of the PGA tour. I, I can't stop thinking about how they effectively, got a second chance with the Phil comments Phil, February, and then yeah. making everybody pledge that pledge their allegiance to the PGA tour. They had months to fix this and prohibit player in, in like prohibit in not threaten bands, prohibiting players to play, but come up with a real feasible alternative product that appealed to players enough to to stop them from playing and they couldn't do it because they are 
just I I I mean, not innovative. Didn't right. ever take this thing seriously, and now we're at a point where they are. Yeah, they're they're screwed. The the best players, a lot of the best players of the world, are going to continue to go to live. Um, Not all, but more. Well, more, and yeah. eventually, eventually, the, the you know you could call them the knights of the PGA Tour, the the JTs, the Rorys, the Billy Hoes. <laughs> eventually, they are going to be left with a choice of: Do I want to play against Pepe Peter Malnati, or do I want to go play against <laughs> the best players in the world? and and be a part of and, and get paid more so it seems yeah yeah i i guess like i the obvious tension is is like they want you to know the fan they want you to say the fan experience is good and like but like, like right that's what sports washing's effort is right the good pr- beer prices uh good access good this that or the other um and uh, like but you also can't like if something's there, right, and it's it's moving and it's a news story, you also have to cover that in a way, right? I, I don't know, and, and not completely close your eyes. Yeah, I mean that's the difficult situation that we're in, and you know, the more top flight golfers go there, we talk about golf, like kind of renders us have to. Eventually, we're going to have to take Smash Golf Club and. We're going to have to take uh, Ironheads to task. We're going to have to say Kevin Nosman underachieving. And, you know, maybe the Majestics should should move on from some of their old guard and, and find some young Englishmen to what? to fill in for Westy. And, what know, else uh, about Portland? One other thing about the fan experience. Apparently the VIP section, we're getting intel from the VIP section or whatever it's called, Club 54. Everyone was a friend of a friend. Nobody paid for their tickets. They also apparently contracted with some promotions company that puts quote unquote attractive people at your places. Uh, and that was also populating the, you know, but this is what they're doing. They're trying to create a show and a entertainment product and a, uh, and some of it's a sham. Some of it's a Potemkin village and some of it's just the tricks of the trade and name of the game. And uh, maybe the PGA tour engages in too. Garrett had some really good thoughts on fan experience and um, why, you know, contrasting it to PGA tour event and, and the pluses of, of the way live does things. And I I thought it was really, you know, they're structured much more like a, a sporting event is structured where you have a, a preliminary where everybody's milling about, you know, what time to get there. He he did say that the shotgun start was kind of cool. Really? Yeah, he said right, he's like there's a the th- yeah you I I mean it All it's right. a uh, I don't know I I it makes me pretty depressed thinking about about it. Um, I mean you just see you see the teams you see you see the placeholder teams. And it just makes all I can do is think about who's next. Um, I think that's going to be the story until those teams are set. Yeah, I think next year is when it's going to be real golf. Like it's going to be, you're going to have to talk about the teams. You know, the rebranded teams. Some of them will be rebranded. Fireballs, you know, no more. The, a big storyline going into the year will be: Can the Stingers uh, maintain their dominance? 
you know, are they are they going to be the dominant team with all these uh, new new faces? I had tweets off? lined up about you know the '96 Bulls and the '27 <laughs> Yankees. I had it all, and then they got it clipped and caught by the four aces at the you know. Um, well, anyway. you know, you got to last uh, last events. Uh, you know, uh, hero Henny Duplessis and and Charles Swirsel are this week's goat. You know, well that's I mean Cape Town. Cape Town is. Is not happy, you know. Henny Duplessis is having to buy his uh, buy his meals this week. Anything else from the actual competition? Just seventy-seven. <laughs> Charles Swirsel, they that's three scores count in the last round. That makes it tough. Well, that's the other thing. Like, does it, does their sharpness fall off once they get a one four million dollar payday or a couple of four million? And like, I'll tell you what, the team the team payouts are crazy. Pat I mean, Perez shot eighty and made almost like seven hundred fifty thousand, or he maybe made more, he made million, almost a million dollars yeah, for yeah. finishing. Yeah, you know. So, like, I guess I don't know. That, that makes it hard to take as like a competition. As these are these the best players in the world. Are these the guys that we line them up at the open well, tomorrow are going to play well? Probably think, not right now. I think it's where you have to say Hudson Swafford was really fucking smart. Apparently he's getting banned or from Sea Island or Sea Island. One of those. <laughs> I didn't read the article. Apparently there's a hostel. He's no longer do you welcome. Think, do you think Harris and him are at us? Who, who can say? Who knows? Keith Mitchell, Harris, uh, revolting against. Now he's the he's the prince of Seattle. I think he's. Can we talk about Taylor Gooch for a little while? Yeah, I want to get to actual Portland. Yeah, what about him? Is he one of like the least uh, intelligent golfers of all time? I mean, the record is building. The case (laughs) is building for that. I think in the past week, the dumbest one, and I think we talked about this on Friday or Wednesday, was I didn't think they were actually going to suspend me. That was a one-off event in London. Like, you're an idiot. How did you not like? <laughs> he have signed this, a contract. This, he this signed a long-term contract. Front and center, most talked about thing for like a year now. Or did he just fall out of the sky on a random Wednesday and like, oh, I'll go do this for? A... I didn't think the tour would actually act on it, but of course his his propaganda that it felt like a Ryder cup, a president's cup as DJ like cracks up and has to look away. And Patrick Reed just has a thousand yard stare on him was uh, just added to the record of a bad month for old Taylor, Taylor with no Y, uh, to Laura, to That's not that. I don't know why that tickles me. Scratch me where it is. Might I call him from now on. Yeah, we'll call Talor Gooch. Just a (laughs) bad week. I thought, you know, other reactions to the actual event. Greg Norman is just so unsympathetic and detestable. It looks like an idiot posting his videos with sharp dressed man like going around in his his just pouring Heineken into people's mouths. Like Heineken. Probably not thrilled that their product's front and center right away. Maybe they are. I don't know. Signing autographs. Just love and life. Fell ass backwards into this uh, bottomless pit of cash at the, you know, um, useful. He was the useful idiot. Then he's he's out there doing it. Uh, anything else from Portland? I, I think like 
a lot of people have talked about this. I know no line up hit on it. I haven't listened to it, but I saw DJ tweeting about it. I saw Bam Bearcat really get on it early last week. The OWGR thing is real. It's really penal. These guys are falling off a cliff. Kevin Knox somehow care? moved up an event, moved up a spot, which is shows you the sort of inner workings of how OWGR goes. Do they care? Um, I think some of them should, might. I don't. I, I imagine a lot do not. Graham McDowell's of the world. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can, you know, I think that's the thing with a lot of these guys. Is I a should the majors care? I think that they might be losing these guys now. I think that's the the big story. It's yeah. not. It's not. The big story is is that the official world golf ranking ceases to be an official world golf ranking. If they do not rank, you know, what could end up being like 30 of the best hundred players in the world are playing on a tour and you refuse to give them rankings means that there needs to be a new official world golf ranking. That's that I believe is the story. It's not about whether these guys will get ranked. It's about what, what becomes the new official world world golf ranking or what's the exemption category from live? Because you can't just turn a blind eye. If you're like, it's detestable. It's all this, like you can make it, but guess what? Like they're some of the best golfers in the world are on that tour. Um, and I know this is what they want to do, but like, I, I, I wouldn't I just say don't they're there yet. It, I wouldn't say like any of these guys right now are. What like, What are the you talking? They have DJ. They have I, Patrick. I you it. You go down the last five years of major winners, and they've got a significant chunk of the majors. And who yeah. knows who's next? And you just, I'm not gonna like Paul Casey doesn't win tournaments, but I he know top 15 to the shitload of big tournaments. Like these are legitimate players. This is you've got Abe Answer. Like it, it's not. It's not what it was in London. And anybody that, that says, oh, this is this is just, you know, this is nobody's it it you're not oh no, that's guess not- what? Ebbs and flows of the world golf rankings happen. And I you know, everybody's like, all these guys fell in the world golf rankings. Well, when you're making a big decision like this, your mind's probably not a ton on your performance in golf and probably led to a lot of these guys playing poor golf leading into jumping and you know effectively telling all of their friends on the pga tour to go you know yeah i mean that right there the whole matter becomes a, a different dynamic when one of these guys contends and wins and i think that's eminently possible right i mean they're good they're good could have they haven't this- played well recently but kepka could show up at the old course and play his ass off same for whoever dj yeah like anybody's surprised if dj wins next week right would you be surprised if if uh, if Kepka won? No, like then then it becomes. I mean, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, it changes. It adds a new element for sure. Um. All right. Anything else on Live Portland? Yeah. One one last question. What did you? What would I, what would you have said if I told you at the beginning of the week that Matt Wolf would be the best performer from High Flyers? I would not. The way that started, I. <laughs> So I got to be honest with you. I watched like the first hour and the last hour and didn't watch anything in between, really, uh, just because of the way the holiday weekend fell. Not to say I watched the deer. I didn't watch a second of the deer. Um, 
I would have been surprised given the way that Wolf started. Right? I mean, it didn't look like he could find the center of the club face. Uh, and then, but maybe that's more a comment on his high flyers team too. He played all right, wasn't he? Top 10. So which maybe says more about the field too, but he played okay. <laughs> he got it together. He um, played good the last time he played on the PGA tour too. Yeah. He's all over the place. He's very inconsistent. So. I um, mean, what if Louie wins this week at the open? Come on. Come on. You want to Let's talk about the uh, European runner the, up Louie. You can't okay. talk about Louie winning. Let's talk about the DP World Tour and uh, the injunction into the Scottish. We'll do that after we talk about club Club champion. champion. (laughs) My sticks, my precious new golf clubs were picked up on Friday by luggage forward. I feel like a part of me, you know, is not whole. I need to be reunited. Anyways, um, that's my setup. For this coming trip, we're going to play a fair amount of golf. Not all golf. It's more work. But uh, I can't wait. I'm perfectly dialed via club champion. My fitting there, whatever it was, March, uh, has me wanting to play more golf. Uh, You can use the pro. I guess their fittings are up demonstrably. I don't know. Probably not due to us. But a lot of people are choosing this as the way to buy clubs now. Uh, You can use the promo code FRIEDEGG for 20% off. your fitting cost with the purchase of a club. Uh, I just think it's, if you're going to spend, make the investment and buy new golf clubs, at least make an informed decision. They are brand agnostic, which is why we like them. They're not going to tell you this brand is hot, powerful, blast it, smoke it with this one. Like they'll just get, you know, like all the ads you get, they'll put you in there. You can try them all. They'll tell you the feedback on what they're seeing and you can pick. The want. name, the name of the driver, the name of the clubs, the the latest buzzword term isn't going to, you know, impact your decision. You're not going to fall to the marketing jargon, jargon, jargon. Yeah. I always yep. say jargon, jargon, because you know you're going to see the real numbers. You're going to be you're going to be dialed. And I think it's a source that you can ask, like, hey. What has this club been doing? How many people are buying this one? As a, and they'll, they'll say like, look, I'm not pushing you in any way, but here's how it's been operating in our store. Here's how many people have performed better with this or purchased this one. Uh, so I don't know. I think it's an informed way to make a real commitment of money. You can go to clubchampion.com. We appreciate their support. Use the promo code FRIEDEGG uh, when you're booking. That's all caps, no spaces. Uh, thanks again to Club Champion. Looking forward to playing uh, quite a bit in Scotland with my new my new clubs. All right. Let's do this. You want to do the Scottish Open injunction? Do you want to talk about JT Poston and the deer while we're talking results? What do you no? want to talk about? I don't have anything to talk about. Good for JT I He played great the week play. before. He yeah. He's a guy that get, can get really hot. I think it's probably pretty dependent on, on the golf course not being a huge, very formidable test. I don't think we're going to see JT Poston winning on like a really difficult setup with a great field. His but, strokes gain numbers weren't like excellent in any <laughs> particular area. Not horrible, but not excellent. But he went wire to wire, which is always impressive. I mean, to to sleep on the lead every single night and get it done is is something, you know, that is, is relevant. And, you know, he a win's a win, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, right. I mean, to, I'm not super impressed by the win, but... 
It is a win, right? Seemed to impress a lot of people with his emotional post-round press, uh, whatever, chat with Amanda talking about the grind of being a pro in his station, right? That sort of mid, mid-tier. Obviously, he gets really hot and he's got a couple of wins. He's made a real career of himself, though. So that's admirable. Anyway, also seems like a good good guy, good human yeah. being, you know. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, he's nothing. been overlooked his whole career. Right. Like he went right. to he Western. didn't have a he didn't have a uh scholarship offer until um late in his senior year, I believe. Uh for a D1 school. Multiple PGA Tour ones. Not that. Yeah. Um all right, on the Euro Tour, we just got a your guy. Well, hey, quick. Burley boy, Chris Goddard up T4. I think he's the favorite at the Barbasol, odds favorite, which is crazy. I mean, it's a comment on the Barbasol, but also comment on a guy that has real talent to compete immediately at the tour level. Um, I think I saw he was like 20 to 1. He's a low. And uh, Highland Park native, Pat Flavin, T10. Yes. Um, obviously, uh, hope hope all of his friends and family are all right and probably put a little bit of a, a damper on his big weekend. But... Sure. He finished T10, gets him into Barbasol, but also assures him enough points to be in Corn Ferry Finals. Former Illinois State Am champ, Pat mm-hmm. Flavin. Um, you know, That's Highland it. Park High School uh, s- sensation. Okay. Is that it for your deer notes? Um, I mean, Scott Stallings is playing great golf lately. Yeah. Didn't I think I'd be. Thing to I add, don't have anything but. else, Mister Noble. Him and him and Jay. Yeah. I hear he got fit. He worked out a lot. That's that's the thing. Noble, him and Jay. On the European Tour, Adrian Marunk wins the Irish Open. Another event that I'd say went under the radar. Look, trying to be fair here, and it's not. It wasn't a strong week for, in my estimation for the PGA Tour and DP World Tour. Now, will it be a strong week this week? Seems like it. Although there's some court battles that. I don't know. They're losing. Uh, but in terms of a golf product, Deer and the Irish Open weren't great theater or strong propositions at the start of the week. Moronk, though, unique winner. First Polish player to win on the uh, DP World Tour, European Tour. What is he, 6'5"? Right? Yeah. He's a big boy. A tall drink of water. Uh, I, I was happy to see that he wasn't wearing the audio uh, the- uh, a thing of the ping putter. On the on the shirt, I liked that. I like you know. This is a great story. Obviously, you know this is a a con- It's a, I think it's always significant. And this is listen, real grow the game moment. Maybe this you is know? this is one of the things about about the the live component that we might see less of, especially with the way they've kind of gone about team building with countries. And you know, it seems like everybody's going to have their mates and they're going to play with their mates and and uh, and that's kind of you i think that it'll be a little bit of a closed door like if you want real critique is like we might miss out on adrian marunk um and obviously like it's not like the tour and the and the dp world tour will go away but they will be significantly smaller and you know the question i think the the big question would be is golf you know if you if you want to you know talk about the future of golf is golf a a having it be an open door and seeing the road to get there to the highest level is important for 
the the talent that comes in. You know, more money is obviously the the live money is going to lead to more great athletes playing golf. You know, that that will, but the closed door aspect of live could lead to less. Um just because, you know, it could be like kind of a it's harder to get access. It's exactly. And especially with guys hanging on. Like we've seen it with Ryder Cups, right? The old guard hangs on and it's the buddy buddy system. And you know, it, it it'll depend on the fan bases, the Ironheads. Ironhead fans from there. Demanding more from their captain. You they're know what I'm saying? Who knows? I don't think you know? it'll depend on the fans. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's that they're the fan bases, there's no owner like right. There's so yeah. anyways, um, you know, Marunk winning is a significant thing. Poland having a golfer that's won at a high level in the game is a good thing for the sport. Just like, you know, Rory Sabatini walking out of, of the deer with his Slovakia backpack and his white claw. You know, we, we see the real impact. Like that, photo. that was a good, <laughs> a good shot we got from behind the scenes. I love that. It had to be like, what, 1 p.m.? He's got his white claw for the road as he departs the Quad Cities, and he's still got a Slovakia Unbelievable. (laughs) I would say it's a little different in terms of growing the game and, and, uh, you know, authenticity, but uh, Marunk, it's got to be a a good... uh, I mean, it can't be anything but a positive for Polish golf, and which I think is quite small, but it can only get bigger thanks to Adrian Marunk, the tall drink of water. I think he went to East Tennessee State, too. All right, that does it. We're going to cut results off there. It's Tuesday. Um, you alluded to... This might be one of the longer shotgun starts in the history of shotgun I'm not sure. We, we were, we're playing it. You know, It's kind of a developing situation. We'll see if we get the schedule for the week. or But, but we got to we gotta get our one and done picks. I'm going Bob McIntyre, Scottish Open. Who do you like? Oh, we'll just throw well, it in I right now. Like I'm mean, just going to say, you know, it means a lot to him. He's Scottish. He's playing the Scottish Open. He's, I think he's, it, you know, he's always played that. He's familiar with Renaissance relative to everybody else. Uh, and I'm going Bobby Mack. What do you got? So my my one and done strategy after years, I mean, legitimately over a decade. I mean, I think I'm probably 15 years into a one and done league. That 14 years, the 14th year I got it up. That I've been doing one and done golf. Um, I I've learned over the years that you need to just use your best players every chance you get. Yep. Like the better, yep. like just burn it because you end every year with like you never end the year where you're like I don't have any of the big best guys. Well, I'm getting to the point this year where I don't have <laughs> a lot. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I've been burning. I've been burning, guys. I'm in the same spot with a couple of things. Not the so, shotgun start one, but yeah, go ahead. So I've got Morikawa and Xander left as my big as big players. Those are the only two big guys I have. I don't like Xander in, in bad weather. Or, you know, I don't like Morikawa in and windy wind. conditions. Yeah. But he is the reigning open champ. So I'm just deciding who to use this week and who to use this the next week. Man. I've been going back and forth. The weather looks a little benign this week in, in East Lothian. Um, but Xander's a fucking house cat. He's winning the JP McManus Pro-Am. I saw you seven shots up. So I'm going to take Xander. Giggle. He's going to be the hot hand. All right. I am a little worried about fatigue. How yeah. long? You know, I'm going with Morikawa. Oh, I'm there gonna, you go. I'm going to let Xander cool off this week. 
and then be hot for the Open Championship. Maybe I'll make a, a last-minute change on the Open. All right. Too. Well, uh, what what are you going to have left for the FedEx Cup? I mean, those are well. Money, they, my the- league, my league, uh, restacks. Oh, okay. Okay. That I care. The no offense to the league that we're in that people take these. And I, I don't care about this that league. There's no All history. Right. This is a 14 year. You know. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, so those are your one and done picks. Maybe we'll do schedule for the week. I'll just say, like, you know what's crazy? Augusta National appears to be building a new 13th tee, and yeah. it's like Nothing. item number 100 on whatever, like. Where that's like maybe another screaming warning sign about a lot of different things that should maybe be happening or or what's going on in the professional game. And it's like so far down the list of of what's being talked about. Um, But I'm sure we'll get to it in due time. Should we talk about... There's the European front that's opened up on this war is really hot right now and significant. There's guys just popping off at each other. And I think that's mainly because it's the instant event. It's, it's link season. It's, this is the moment when the European tour really gets its stage. Um, and the Scottish open is the battlefront for it. Um, we've got what feels like hourly somebody commenting, whether it's Tommy Fleetwood's caddy, it's Billy Ho, it's Justin Thomas, apparently trolling Taylor Gooch. Did you hear him say the J.P. McManus Pro-Am feels like a Ryder Cup? It's almost a Ryder Cup, which (laughs) I think was, uh, yeah, it feels a lot like a Ryder Cup. Because, you know, we're being honest, the McManus Pro-Am probably approximates, eh, it's not a live event, but it's got like that kind of stakes for those guys, apparently. I don't know. But he trolls Taylor Gooch. We have Rue Knox. Rue Knox getting involved, saying it's shameful that these guys are trying to double dip. You've got Graham McDowell just burying his ass in a million different ways, thinking he's smarter than he is. Uh, uh, but yeah, you know. he even admits he goes, "I I think of myself as a pretty smart guy." Right, and he's Which, just stepped in it almost as much as Talor. Well, that's the, uh, the worst. The worst thing he could say, you know. This is yeah. it, it illuminates a lot of the reasons that he says what he says. Billy Ho says he's done being nice. Start playing it real, whatever. Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. You know, he's like, honestly, get the hell out. Just go. Stop. Get away and go, is more or less what he said uh, at the Scottish Open. Sergio, there was a report. I want to be accurate here. I think it w- was James Corrigan, I believe, in the Telegraph. Sergio apparently flying off the handle at a meeting saying, you guys are all fucked. You guys are out, like really pissed off about being banned. You know, and Bob McIntyre sent a cryptic tweet about, it's sad to see one of your heroes just disgrace himself so quickly and fall in your eyes. So there's just the infighting part of this really seems to be ratcheting up on the European tour. Well, I think this is part of the reason I think the ban was a bad idea is that if you don't ban them, the people there's like this insane peer pressure, peer shaming that, you you know get the benefit of right i remember years ago uh after the jb holmes slow play gate at uh at riv. at riv i had jeff ogilvy on and he said listen the only way things change on tour is when there's peer shaming he was talking about slow play and he talked about how on the asian tour 
or the Japan tour. I can't remember which one. The The pace of play is unbelievably fast. And it's because it's like dishonorable in the locker room to, account, to, yeah. to play slow. <clears throat> so this is more the, the tour. The tour's strongest, I think, defense is actually pure shaming. And in order to be pure shamed, the people need to be around and go through it because it's way more, uh, you know, media can lob grenades and, and write to their, but at the end of the day, it's, it's us versus them with players and media. And it's always been that way. Um, when, when it's your peers, when it's guys that you built relationship with over 20 years, when it's, uh, you know, someone you call like a good friend telling you to go fuck off and you know, you've made your bed, go sleep in it. That's, I think, where someone might realize, you know what? This money's not worth it. When you isolate them and put them all together and they're all making tons of money and they're working less and they're talking about it together, they're all going to find ways to justify it for themselves. Having them out in the open with their former peers or you know still peers is where you get the 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 shame aspect of it. It's where you and I I, I you know that's putting a lot of responsibility Hope. on the peers that actually pop off. Listen, when you get Billy. That's not a place they like to go a lot of times, whether even it's, it's a, a slow play or not. The echo chamber effect is real, right? If if you let them just sitting in their echo chamber, there's not going to be when they come out to the regular event. When they come out outside the veil of live the protected media centers the you know the softball questions from from mike McAllister and uh and other complicit reporters you know that's that's where they they feel the most isolated and ostracized and where they might begin to think is this the right decision yeah some of them Others like Lee Westwood, who yeah. apparently go play in Moscow tomorrow, or wouldn't deny go, you know, may feel no shame in anything and not give it f. But I don't know. You're right. So, and that's I think it's the biggest detractor for other players going too. That's the thing. It's like you you'll look and be like, do I want to turn my back on all these people that I've built this relationship because there's only 48 spots. And Russell Knox is, I've joked about Russell Knox being the most insignificant guy in the world. But, like, I'm sure a lot of these guys have become friends with Russell Knox. And Russell Knox, like, and Billy Ho saying things like the, the way he said things today, like, guys are friends with Billy. I Maybe, maybe friends with Billy. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. But, like, it doesn't feel good that way, right? And, and I think a lot of ears will be on Tiger. I, I know he was talked to at the McManus thing, but I'm not sure anyone's really there on the media front, you know, because it's so busy getting to Scotland and open. But I think Tiger has, I don't know if he'll take that opportunity, but if you talk about peer shaming or just making a pronouncement, well, you guys suck, you're cowards. His, way, his words carry a lot of weight. That's what I'm saying. So when these guys are in the open and add event this is another reason i just i think this ban i've said it so many times on this podcast it's just a terrible idea i know you, i know you said it i i'm not sure they had a choice 
just well, based on the way their league is structured. Here's the thing. Okay, so you could say, all right, like you don't, you're not a member anymore because you didn't meet the qualifications of playing 15 events. Yeah. Right? That's, that's, yeah. Like the, you didn't have to, ba- now they're in these court cases. The court cases alone, like suits could, could legitimately like deplete all their reserves if they lose these things. Like they made it a, a complete win or nothing proposition. And that didn't need to be the case. Right. There was it diminish their, yeah, some money that they have also PR when you lose when you win, I guess it's good PR. They've lost this first one. It's just, is it, what, what does it matter if they win? Um, I mean, I think it codifies sort of the, like, if you go, you're gone, you're absolutely gone right away. Okay. So they, they're in the same situation they're in right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like they don't win. They don't win by winning. I think it gives them a little bit of teeth to their actual deterrent, which is unclear if it's has any teeth yet. You know, that's the thing. I, I just, I think this public shaming is like, that's the best deterrent. Well, you, you mentioned pure shaming. I would say the McDowell interview makes it pretty clear that public backlash and not peers have really impacted him. Uh, mm-hmm. And by public, I mean media articles saying like your quote, your, your Saudi Arabia thing, like quote was really bad. And like the larger fan golf fan, uh, whether it's on social media or elsewhere, seems to have impacted him. Um, it was interesting to hear remorse from like the first, like a shred of remorse from the first. Shred of, yes. Yeah. It wasn't full Taylor Talor. Like, I didn't know that this was actually going to ban us, but it was also like, it, it, I didn't know it would be this bad, right? And it, he said, I didn't know it would be this bad f- effectively, but then was like, I would still do it, it seemed like. Yeah. He's no like, no matter what. And he does seem to be one that's like, accepts, like, I can't have my cake and eat it too. I'm not going to play Scottish Open unless I'm welcome there. I'm not going to play via lawsuit. Uh, he also had a bunch of terrible quotes about trying to sell a story. Like the live golf is trying to sell a story. He also said there's a tenuous connection between, you know, the the crimes and human rights abuses. Yeah. When, like there's a, there's a lot of good Saudi, Saudi Arabia. Like, yeah. Um, he comes out and says he's lost his competitive spark and like banging mm-hmm. my head against the wall at 150th at the FedEx Cup, basically saying I'm not very good at golf anymore and this is a lot of money and I don't have to be good at golf to make a lot of money. Like he says that multiple times. Uh, so it was all over the place. He didn't come off great. Came off as, I mean, just really sorting it all out in his own head still. Uh, I don't know. It, it was, I'd say overall, not a positive, it, continually positive result for Graham McDowell after the last month. Um, any reaction to the suits? Like this, at, like that's, that we have like this drama playing out in courts, international courts. Well, I th- I think it's uh, just it's UK this is course. the tricky thing, right? They've <clears throat> you kind of lose control a little bit when it goes to court. Yeah, and it's a stay for Poulter, Otagwe, and one other. I can't even remember that that they can play. I think it's just the courts. Like, <laughs> so need do to they find get just thrown to the back of the bus to get because the field's now three people bigger? One fifty nine. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think they just throw them at the back of the bus? 
Just give them like the shit. I would put them in the. the I think they should put them at the back both days. Maybe even like an hour after the after the last group goes off. I would. I like this is where the tour. This is why I'm saying is like the tour shouldn't have banned these guys. They should have let them play and just treat them like complete shit. You know, just put them at the very back of the bus. You know, it's like okay, like. You want to be assholes? We'll we'll be assholes back, but we're we're not, you know, and uh, and and just, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see where they end up. Yep. But I mean, I mean, it's kind of the thing you worry about is like, are they? You know, they could go down this path, and I I'm not a lawyer, so <laughs> this is not. But I mean, is there a foreseeable? potential where they suits could happen and you go down this path and all of a sudden a court deems that like having a minimum playing requirement for membership is is you know not legal is it could you go down a path and you know this is the thing it it could open up a can of worms on both sides right you know, this thing could go in a number of different directions that are not good for either tour. You know, it, to me, it seems like the live tour really wanted these lawsuits to happen because they're the ones that stand for things to gain, right? They have yeah. their players. They have players under contract. Yeah, of course. Yeah. PGA Tour wanted status quo at all times. You know? Yeah. I mean, this whole I mean, lawsuits, the, the only people that had anything to lose from lawsuits to me seems like the the DP World Tour and the PGA Tour. They're the ones that have stand for loss. Like live what if they lose the lawsuit, whatever. We we got our guys under contract that are going to play here. You know, it might be a deterrent for future guys signing up, but I think they think money's going to win out. Yeah. So this is just a stay. It's not like a ruling on like the merits. Again, we're not legal scholars. Maybe we could have Jeffrey Tubin on. Uh, that might be a mistake to turn the video off. But um, uh, but it's just a stay. So they these Harding, it's Justin Harding, Adrian Otagwe, and Ian Poulter are eligible and I think are playing. What's crazy is right now, all these guys are in this McManus thing together, including Pelly and Monahan. Yeah, are there as the AMs? Westy's there. I mean, Perez is. I don't know why Pat Perez got the call. I think I saw him. I was like, huh, he doesn't seem like good enough for high pro. But he's playing. You know, I think McDowell's there. DJ, it's just Westy, Westy, and then you have the commissioners, the two commissioners. Also, it's crazy that that might be the last time that that all happens. So Pelly was like, Pelly pulled the pulled the Anma card. Out of respect for JP and Noreen McManus, I'm not going to comment on losing the... has a little more merit than the Anma thing, just because he didn't want to... He's actually there and playing in it, but uh, he's like, we're disappointed by the outcome of the hearing. Just crazy that we're having this happen on Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday of an event that guys are suing to get in the field. So, um, All right, that's it. You have anything else on the internecine battles between all these guys? It's just going to be more and more where guys get heated. Because at the open, everybody's going to be called to the dais, right? Jordan Spieth, Dustin Thomas, all these things. It's just, just going to continue where maybe the tour guys are 
I don't know that they're being directed by the tour, but talking amongst themselves like, hey, we need to step up this pure, pure stuff you're talking about, peer pressure or ah, I think actual that's, cr- critiques. Probably the, you know, nobody wants to be marred by their the people they respect in their profession. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. All right. Real quick. Schedule for the week. We talked about the Scottish Open. Made our one and done picks. We've got the uh, great event, great field at the Scottish Renaissance Club. We'll be there Saturday, Sunday in East Lothian, in the area. I think Data Golf. God, who did I see this from? I think Data Golf put up something that I found quite humorous. And this is, I think, really when you get down to it, the crux of uh, of some of the issues with the tour. If FedEx Cup points are the primary objective, players should be heading to the Barbasol. And they he pulled, you know, they pulled Data Golf pulled a, a selection of players. Their expected FedEx Cup points for selected <laughs> players: Arjun Atwal, one point two at the Scottish, three point one at the Barbasol, all the way to John Rahm, eighty nine at the Scottish, 90, 90 Points at the Scottish, 121 at the Barbasol expected. So well, this, this gets... if, the, if, if the FedEx Cup playoffs, which just get jammed down our throat every week, every telecast, just as the, the, the most important thing in golf, if that really was the most important thing in golf, these guys would go over there. But really what the FedEx Cup is, is a shitty way for them to give money to the top players like Liv is doing. Trying to, yeah, attempt. This gets at another part that I'm not crazy about is like the Scottish Open kind of being like Americanized, Panavidraized, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's just like, it's lamentable in a way that like I want the Scottish Open to be the Scottish Open uh, or or the great European tour event. And like those guys are getting bumped and it's stronger. It's going to make more people watch and I will watch probably, I'm more inclined to watch because... 14 of the top 15 in the world are there. But like making a FedEx Cup deal, the Euro Tour rank and file getting their bumped off, NBC coming in and doing their thing. I mean, this pressure. While I'm on it, John Robb, talking about Americanized. What you love to hear about an Irish course, Adair Manor needs to be de Americanized before the Ryder Cup. That's what you want to hear about an Irish golf course. Anyways, good for uh, John Robb just throwing that out there. Just it. It's just. That's good. I. I mean, I'm sure that the accommodations are nice. The course is in wonderful shape, but. It just makes me shake my head. People that fly to Ireland and and go play at a a course they could they could go see hundreds of Tom Fazio signature designs in America. Or the yeah, Ryder Cup missing the boat for the opportunity to really. Well, the Ryder Cup is is what uh, it is. Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna say that is part of the DP World Tour that has been fully Americanized in terms of uh, venue choices. Uh, All right, so that's your Scottish Open. It's great event, really great, perfect primo coffee golf. Uh, We also have for the the schedule of the week. We have the Bridgestone Senior Players Championship. Another major, no cut event. The guys just 
Slog it out at Firestone. Justin Leonard's making his debut on the Champs Tour. Take it off uh, the headset. And another head major week on the Champions Tour. So that you can watch that. That's, you know, 130 to 4. Getting ample coverage. I think it's 72 holes. So the spread. Always one of our favorite uh, game within the games. Watch the spread at the senior players. Firestone. Who's just hanging on there. And then you have the Barbasol Championship. They have four mentions. That's 4 to 7 p.m. on a Golf Channel, it looks like. 3 to 6 finishing on Sunday. Anything on Barbasol you want to talk about in Kentucky? You want to talk about do, the reorder cat beyond about... 150th? We have both filet and the Swedish pancake in the field. And whenever they show up together, you know you're in for a doozy. So Can't, can't get Pierce and Cootie up there. You know, <laughs> hey, they got got her up. Come on, don't don't. Oh, don't got her up. The only dude. reason got her up know, in is because it's T four. Can't get uh, can't get Doe up there, who's number two in the in the points. Congrats to Will Knights too, Colorado. Yeah, with the seven hundred eighty. Can't get Brandon Matthews, one of the longest hitters in the world uh, of of professional golf. Guaranteed who's, to who's start for next year, but yeah. not now. Can't, uh, can't get that guy. Can't get Davis Thompson. Guy that contended in a major who's seventh. We, and we do have the Swedish pancake, Carl Pedersen. We have Danny Chops, Daniel Chopra, part-time player, full-time commentator, it feels like. We've got Chris Couch somehow still around. Omar Uresti, who, congrats to Omar. I think he made the cut at the deer. Big ups to Omar. It sounds like it was an emotional moment. People were shouting his name. See this weekend, Omar? As he like grinded over his putt on this 36th hole to get in. Uh, he's in the field, and we also have, yeah, Filet, as I mentioned. But that's what you get, the Barbasol. Charlie Belgian, Dick Johnson, Jason Bone, the Solicitor General. It's just that kind of deal, again, uh, with ample opportunity for FedEx Cup points, you know? So Yeah. That's and our, I'm uh, looking at I'm looking at Taylor Montgomery. He's 13th in the, in the Corn Ferry points list, one year after missing out on both the finals and the kft uh card by by one spot after being low kft player at the u.s open and getting nothing for it looks like he's gonna get his card just had to sit down there for an extra year because of a stupid system this is the thing this is what's so frustrating oh we also have the american century championship i'm seeing on the schedule oh i should drive over there it's too bad i'm going to scotland i miss out on miss out on that could get over there, another central California locale quick. Is Annika playing? Ah, that is. might be Northern California, actually. Annika, greatest women's player of all time, playing with Charles Barkley, Brett Bear, you know, Vinny Del Negro, Stephen Curry. She just goes back and forth from being celeb golf to... Wow. Lake Tahoe's golf. Northern California. What? Lake Tahoe's Northern California. True Northern California. Yeah. Pacific Northwest, maybe even. Yeah. You know? All right. I don't have anything else. Am I missing anything? There's a lot to talk about. We'll clean up stuff on Thursday. Thanks to Club Champion. Ready to get to Scotland. Anything else? You good? We didn't push it. We could have pushed it. We could have made it a spotlight, made it a couple hours. We could have made it. This could have been an hour and a (laughs) half, but uh, we'll be back on Thursday to set up the Scottish Open and the week at the Open. Talk to you then.